0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephyr only on 101.9 High FM We're all going back to school, or back to varsity, or indeed back to work But it seems like our matric marks determine where and how and what we study And our tertiary education provides us with a set of skills That allow us to become productive members of society Certainly, that's how things have happened in the past. But are any of these processes relevant for our future world of work? To unpack this, I'm delighted to have Ariella uh, Ariella Rosenberg, the director of ORT, in studio, to tell me more. Hi, Ariella. Hello. Hi, Cherise. Nice. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for coming, and happy
1: 2020. Are you invigorated, full of energy, good holiday? Absolutely. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. (laughs)
0: Ariella. Yes. There's all this hype at this time of year. Mm-hmm. The metric results are out. Mm-hmm. The highest performing, the lowest mm-hmm. performing. How many kids are studying maths? How many are doing science? Mm-hmm. To what extent tertiary education is helping us? At what level, at what point do we say, what are our
1: skills needs and what, how do we get to them? Where do mm-hmm. we start? I must tell you that I was uh, it's quite amazing to see the high performance of our schools. You know, the King David, Yeshiva, really well done to them. And we know how much work and effort has to be put into that. But when I'm looking at that and having now a daughter in matric, mm. I have my biggest worries is our mental health. Um, the children's mental health I mean if, if if in our time Mental health was more of an issue for adults It's now becoming more and more An issue for children And I'm thinking about all the pressure That's now been put into our children To perform better And you know social media Also provides these platforms That everybody knows about everything And uh, definitely with our children Being on these platforms um, And it's all perceptions as well I think there's a lot of Pressure to perform. And do you sometimes do need to ask yourself, especially I think maybe as a parent, to what extent and to what price am I willing to push my child to that? Um, th- that's actually what comes to my mind. I know I'm probably not answering the no, 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 it's it's to important what you point. were thinking. It's a
0: po- an important point, Ariel, and maybe we can just, mm. can just pick <clears throat> up on that because the reason there's so much pressure on our kids to mm-hmm. do well across the scope, I mean, mm-hmm. is because what that tiny little year that you've just done mm. and those exams that you've just set are going to determine what you can and
1: cannot do in are the next they? few years. But this is exactly my point. Are they? Are children at the end of 18 years old mature enough no. to actually determine that these marks that they get determine their future career? I actually want to disagree. And my push is always to say, um, let your children even have a gap year. Let your children mature. You know, in Israel, you finish matric, you go to to the army. Some between, you know, uh, the girls, the female, go for two years; male for three years. It gives you time for mature to mature. And then after the army, by the way, they go overseas; Mm. they go backpacking. So they only start university much later in life, and which means that you also have an opportunity to mature, to decide what route you're taking, and also maybe even to improve performance if you need to. To achieve certain career path that you, uh, you didn't maybe de- do st- enough for in matric level, in so, matric year.
0: So, let's look <coughs> at the universities yes. first. Mm. A, 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 at that level, there are new universities that are popping up. Okay, mm. I would argue that the reason we put pressure on our kids is because we, w- we want to get our kids into the Ivy League universities, the top ranking universities, so. mm-hmm. because we see that as an opportunity to then go out and perform better as a productive member of society. Are Ivy
1: universities still providing that function in our society? Well, that's such a good question. And there's a lot of articles and research where, especially in America, because in America the pressure is different because of the cost of those Ivy Leagues, and people are coming to their senses then to, to look at those things and say, "Is it really worth our while to spend that amount of money?" and then being um, chained to those debts. For years and years and years and sometimes not even completed when we, you know, much older. And there are so many other venues that we can look at, especially with the technology that coming, you know, that coming its way. Um, that I think we may be, maybe we need to be more open minded about it. Um, and also to look at the venue, at the avenue of entrepreneurship as well. I know because from outside we can see it more, um, with the businesses that we help with auto jet. But entrepreneurship is also a stream that um you know, we have very we have top role models in the world that actually may, may not have finished the Ivy League universities and have started Wonderful companies because they had the resilience, they had the risk-taking, and all that that entrepreneurship t- do have. And I want to encourage people to look at the children and say, maybe this child has entrepreneurship spirit in them. That this is the route they need to take. And by the way, this is why the old career hub was established, especially for that to look at. Uh, helping youth, parents, teachers, schools um, to look at first of all what's out there. Another thing is to look at what are my strengths, what are my passion that I know that if I were to drive that, this is where I'm going to go, and not into a mental uh, mm-hmm. stream. But because I'm passionate about it, I will do absolutely everything I want, I can to achieve that. And the other element, what skills can we provide, such as in, especially in the IT fields that can give you some foundation when you look at universities and, and so on. But to answer your question about Ivy League universities, I think that it really is, if, you're, if you are following your passion, if you are following um, really what you want to achieve, I don't think it matters if you do Ivy League or not, because at the end of the day, when you stand in front of your future employer he will look at your skills and no, no question they will look at what university you went to and maybe even look at your marks. But, you know, a lot of the percentage of your attitude and your, the, your humanitarian work that you did will also take into, cons- you know, they also take this into consideration when they employ you, your personality. Um, and these are also things that we mustn't forget when we, um, you know, when we help our children find themselves that we get them the, you know, we get them into what personalities they have, their human interaction, which is so important, and um, their attitude.
0: Again, I'm, I'm going to refer to an article by Fred Kamala that appeared mm-hmm. in the Swetan. Mm-hmm. I think it was, this morning. Mm-hmm. And he was also responding to kind of the metric results. And he was saying that um, what South African needs are more technical people and mm-hmm. um, in, 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 or artisans. We need Mm -hmm. builders. We Mm -hmm. need plumbers. We need, that is what we need. Do we need more people with a BA who are Mm. unable to find jobs? Mm. So again, I'm asking, at what point is our education, be it at primary, high or um, tertiary, Mm. gearing us to what we as countries and as, as our future skills develop. What do we need? But I'm not going to let you answer that question because Craig has indicated that I have got to stop for a break. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Ariella Rosenberg, who is the director of ORT, and we're talking about the topic that I think many people at the Mm. moment are thinking about as they are going into universities to choose their courses or going back to work and thinking, is this the right job for me? Or indeed going into schools and thinking, what am I doing here for the next 12 years at the school? Is anything I'm learning here relevant to anything I'll be doing as a productive adult?
1: Yeah, big question. I was just saying that it's such a short <laughs> yeah. period of time. And my 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 suggestion is just to look at school and university as a milestone in the journey of your career. And there is so much pressure for us to find that this is what we're going to do. And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes I agree, uh, 17, 18-year-olds are very little. Are very young. And you know what? I, I meet with people that are 40, 50 years old and older that say, you know what? I'm actually in a position in my life where I find that I need to... Make Make a change, which is fine. I mean, we all mature and as long as we have a growth mindset to be open to the changes that are coming our way and we changing accordingly. So even if your child wanted to do BA, nothing wrong with that. It actually gives you... Really good fundamentals of studying learning how to cope with university, hopefully by the end of it they would they would mature, they would find maybe uh, another route to take, and if they change their mind that 's fine they, at least they, they will gain some uh, basic. Fundamentals from those studies that will help them in the future. Just as many of us adults have changed our career along the way. I've, I've, when I've done my uh, bachelor's degree in science, I was about to become a dietitian, and I thought this is not what I want because my education, I found education much more appealing to me. But it took me time. And I've done the army, so it took me probably how long? Five years to actually see where I want to go. So what I'm saying is take it easy, you know. So what, in a way, what you're saying is
0: anything you learn is useful. Yes. And it's, it doesn't really matter what that skill set is because it's not the information so much as the experience and mm-hmm. the... Um,
1: Nothing you learn will ever go to waste. So as you look, yes. But as a as a parent or as a school, when they're looking at what skills to impart, always look at, you know, you were talking about what are the skills for the future. Mm. So there's a McKinsey research that was done in 2018, and they're saying, you know, robots are going to replace, you know, going to replace. We spoke about it before. But they saw that there's certain skills like higher level cognitive skills are going to be in demand or humanitarian skills that robots can't replace, are going to be still in demand. So in whatever profession you will be taking, there is there will be an element of human that robot won't be able to take your place. And I think, you know, this is something to take into consideration. So we're looking at, in addition to the technical skills... Whether it's a level of artisanship or IT or whatever it is, technical skills are important. But there's also, not to forget, the soft skills, the emotional intelligence um, that are critical for us to impart, whether as a parent or as teachers, you know, for us to make sure that we have resilient children. Because we want to prepare those children for the world of the future, but we don't just want to prepare them. We want them to become leaders, future leaders. You know, we want them to be the next Adrian Gore or, um, or you know, anyone else. It doesn't have to be an Adrian Gore, but anyone else can be su- that will be successful in what they path they chose. And I think we need to be open-minded and look at the children and where their passion lies. And be honest with ourselves. So maybe being an actu- actuary or studying actuary is better from a, you know, according to your knowledge. But if your child's passion lies somewhere else, you may be able to take it really far. You, you know, it's something that we must be open minded. So
0: to, to kind of summarize what you're saying, I think is mm. we need to be resilient and we need to be adaptable. And whatever skills we have, we need to know how to use and apply those skills, irrespective of what they are and irrespective of where and how we got them to the the upcoming job market. Yes. I have to leave it there because um, Craig is saying it is time to wrap up. But um, Ariella, I'm sure many people
1: would like to talk to you and if they would, how should they go about doing so? I am on Twitter uh, as my name Ariella, AutSA is on Twitter. Uh, They are wonderful. Wonderful uh, workshops coming up. Uh, some of the workshops are pa- workshops for parents, especially on how to deal with those questions that you raised. And uh, please just go onto our website www.otsa.org.za and keep updated with the future workshops that we will be running. Thank you very much for coming in, and all the best Thank for you. 2020.
0: For you too.